What's happening, humans? Welcome to the First Step Theology Podcast, where we discuss our glorious God so that we might love and enjoy Him in a greater way. My name is Joel, and I'm joined by Luke. How are you, mate? Good, Joel. How are you? That's good, mate. Are you... Uh... I forgot your name for a second. <laughs> That's I fine. I just blanked. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> we have been offline for a long time. Long time. Long, long time. We've had some podcasting difficulties. Yes. Some interweb issues, as they say. Yep. And nothing has been working for us, but we are back and recording. And uh, glad that you're joining with us, folks. Not just recording, actually getting it out there. Yeah. We had loads of episodes that we've been recording that we thought was going out to the world, and it wasn't. Just wasn't available to you. So we apologize yeah, from the that. deepest parts of our hearts. We apologize to you, our dear friends and listeners. If you can forgive us, please do. Please, please do. We, we sent out a teaser. Mm. What I find quite <laughs> common so we sent out a teaser of coming soon. <laughs> There was nothing. <laughs> just was followed by that, nothing. That is really much the story of our... Life. Yeah, pretty consistent on mm. brand for us. So, yeah, so. <laughs> so we're going to try and... Uh, no, we won't nah, rebrand. No, we'll nah, stick with our, yeah, stick with our current culture. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It works for us. What are we doing today, Luke? Well, yeah. Well, what are we doing? We've had a little bit of trouble last week. during. We're doing something special. So you might be joining us either from our Gospel Life Preaching podcast, which mm. is where all our sermons go up. Yeah. Or... You might be in our first step theology stream. Yeah, and in both cases, this is out of the ordinary. Yeah, uh, our sermons are normally our sermons, and first step, we are going through a series on uh, looking at what the Word doing? of God. <laughs> yeah, I had to think about that. Looking at the doctrine of revelation and of That's scripture, right. uh, but we are taking some time out from both of those things to talk about the Lord's Prayer. Yes, today and the nature of prayer. Yeah. Partly because the final sermon we did on this was not recorded. Yes. Uh, well, it was, but just didn't work. Yep. And so we wanted to... No, tell to them what really happened. What What really happened? Well, tell them. Was it a terrible sermon and you just deleted the file so no one had to listen to it? I vetoed you. Yeah, yeah, Because I was unhappy with your level of preaching. No, no. What happened is Fair. you got up there and you froze. And so oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was saying. when I wet my pants as well, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was. I wasn't going to mention it, yeah. but yeah, there was a lot of... My wife had to run on with my change of pants that she always brings to church, but she, we forgot that Sunday, like the one Sunday one that we Sunday. forget my change of pants. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping that in this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So anyway, here we are. <laughs> Welcome if you only listen to our preach scenes. <laughs> yeah, we're so sorry. On that note, if you are on our Gospel Life podcast, <coughs> we have a separate First Step Theology podcast Yes, where, as I said at the top, we discuss our glorious God and systematically look at some theological topics Yes, so that we might love and enjoy our Creator in a greater way. We want to make theology accessible to you because good theology leads to good worship. Of a great God. Of a God who deserves that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, as the title uh, says, it's just a first step. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so come and join us. Come hang out on there. Please. There might be a new podcast out at some point. Like Please. We try be weekly, rarely are. Yeah. There was a time. <laughs> try be quality, rarely, rarely are. are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there, there you go. Yeah. Now I've got some news for you, Luke. Oh, good. News to share with the world. Good. Is this the fact that you've murdered your swimming pool? <laughs> it is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's filled in. Our backyard is no longer has a body of water in it. This. Not an intended one, at least. Infuriates me. We, we've, if you're joining us on this, this is, mm. this is almost, I don't know, division in the church. This is almost Zwingli and Luther, those of you who follow along in church history. Yeah, right. This kind of is a sticking point for us because mm. swimming... Yeah. 
Joel had a beautiful swimming pool. It's an overstatement. And uh, decided to fill it in. Yeah. And put a basketball court instead, baby. (laughs) (laughs) How Uh, exciting for us. Yeah, good. Nah, I saw photos. Looks lovely. Yeah, it does. Put in some good plants. You might win me over. I'm becoming, you know, more and more about my plants and my... Oh, I had noticed by you 24 avocado plants in your office. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy one off you. No, you I'll, I'll give you one. We, well, we have, we have so many in our house now that Charles mm. like, you have to start giving them to people. So we have people over and we're like, oh, we've got a little gift for you. <laughs> They're like, oh, how generous, how kind. No, nah, it's just because I've got a problem. Yeah, that's because she can't see you when you're laying in bed next to each other because there's like <laughs> so just like a jungle plant of avocado plants. Yeah, so maybe I'm just taking bed. her back to Eden. Oh. So I've got like a, no, I was going to say, no, I've got a, a nude policy in our home and stuff as well. But anyway. Yeah, well, lucky you didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. So good on you for stopping early and, and not bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> well edited in live. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's good. All right. <laughs> well, let's get to the Lord's Prayer since we're here for that. Yeah. So one of the big questions that often comes up is how should we pray? Yeah. Absolutely. Particularly, like, we're, we're finding a lot in, uh, as we are growing theologically mm. as a church and understand that the God we serve, um, we are made in his image. He is not made in our image. And so, therefore, like, he's holy and mighty and, you know, like, mm. deserving of so much better. Yeah. And so, the more we read scripture, I, I'm, I find the common conversation I'm having with people is they're daunted by the idea of praying to this God. What am I supposed to say? Mm. What's it supposed to look like? Yeah. Can I talk about me? Like, wh- what? Yeah. How do we do this? For sure. Which are good questions to be asking. They're great questions to be asking. And so, so we went ahead and we've done a just finished a sermon series on this. You yep. can find the first two on our uh, Gospel Life sermons. You yep. might have listened to them already. Mm. Um, but we just wanted to go through again and take this opportunity to maybe expound on some things that we didn't. Yep. And to and to dwell on them a little bit more. So. Uh, Why don't we read the text? Yeah, let's do that. Matthew 6, if you've got a Bible in front of you, if you're driving, then uh, just hold it up in front of your eyes and... um, Have faith. If you crash, (laughs) it means you don't have faith. (laughs) Okay. Verse 5. Could we get in trouble for that? Don't know. No. Uh, Gospel Life Community has no uh, (laughs) notifications. (laughs) It says this. This is Jesus, by the way, teaching disciples how to pray. Mm. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. They love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. And truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Right. Uh, so let's just provide a bit of context for a second here. Mm. This is a part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, Yeah, uh, his famous sermon, 
which spans all the way from chapter 5 in Matthew and ends in chapter uh, 7. So it's a, it's a long one. Mm. It's repeated again in Luke, but not to the same detail as what it is. Mm. Matthew includes it in this detail because Matthew is all about the coming kingdom of God. As Jesus is the rightful king. And so therefore, this is his uh, kingly declaration of what his kingdom is like and those who are a part of his kingdom are like. And so smack bang in the middle of that, Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray. Mm. I always find it heaps interesting that it's called the Lord's Prayer. Mm. Really like John 17 should be the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, because it's the Lord praying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Whereas this is, uh, I guess it's an identifying thing. Like this is those who belong to the Lord will pray this way. But it's yeah. like, it's a, it's a prayer. It's a model prayer. It's a prayer for disciples. I'm pretty mm. sure we called our series the model prayer. The model prayer. Yeah, totally. Because it's a, it's Jesus teaching us or giving us a model for our prayers. Yeah. Which that tells us something about what it is and what it isn't. Yeah. Right? That By using that language, we aren't saying that this is the prayer that we are to recite as our prayers. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I grew up in a Lutheran school, and so we would pray the Lord's Prayer every morning. Mm. And that was just a reciting thing that you did. Yep. As a result, it was absolutely meaningless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it off by heart because of that, which is great now. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, it was just something we did. Yeah. But that's not what Jesus is giving us here. Yeah, that's he right. is giving us a model that we might form, uh, a model by which we might allow our prayers to be formed by. That's right. Like a framework. With this. Yeah. Now, that's not to say, like, because we, we've been talking about this a little bit mm. on. You're teaching your son at the moment to pray. Yeah. yeah. And you're teaching him how to pray through the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. And totally. so when you first start teaching a child something, you are you are giving them this is what we do. Yeah. So like, same with my girls. I just gave them the Lord's Prayer mm. and and just get them memorizing it and get them saying it because it's it helps you to understand it. and it's it's not a bad prayer. Like it's no. an excellent prayer. And yeah. to to recite if you don't know what to pray, to recite that to God. Mm. Excellent. Um, and so it, it can be good for that teaching structure. Mm. Um, it's just not to say that that is not all it is. It, it is actually um, more than, than just something that you recite, you know, mechanically back for to sure. God. Yeah, totally. So let's look at this prayer yep. and I suppose the model that Christ gives us Yeah. and uh, see what we learn about prayer along the way. Yeah, well... It's interesting that how he kicks it off. He he begins this instruction on the prayer by telling them what not to do, mm. and he goes after two things. He says, uh, "Don't pray like the hypocrites, and don't pray like the pagans." Mm. And then through that, he tells them why they don't pray like these ways. Mm. And so when he says, "Don't pray like a hypocrite," that was like when they were talking about someone who's like an actor. Mm. They, they would wear a mask, and so they would. Uh, you know, present a certain way, remove the mask, and they're completely someone or something else. Yeah. And so when Jesus is saying that we are not to pray like a hypocrite, what he is uh, saying to them is that he that they are not to be living one way to get benefits mm. or saying so- one thing to get benefits, but actually their intention is something else completely. For sure. And in this case, he says their intention is to be seen by others. Yeah. To be seen as religious or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. As faithful people because of our public praying. Mm. Um, yeah, totally. And this is actually a really good Christian principle. I mean, yeah, let's yeah. be honest. You, you can, mm. like I feel challenged in this all the time as someone who's a Christian minister, like mm. to, to not present myself in a certain way, say all the things that I do. Totally. And then 
be completely living in a different way secretly. Mm. Mm. It's having such a high view of who God is, which we will get to in a moment, that you are living this way mm. um, as best you can. For sure. Yeah, which I think uh, is good. It, it must be set against the whole authenticity that we see today. You know, like, oh, I need to be my authentic self. Mm. That's not what it's saying. It's Genuine. Saying, yeah, it's, it's, it's saying live the truth. Live in line with what God has said all the time. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and what's true of yourself. Yeah. Not the mask. Yep. Totally. So that's the first thing. The second one. Second one's pagan. So he then goes and says, don't pray mechanically. Mm. So like the pagans would, um, and we've seen that all today. You can go to like a a temple nearby. My family went to Thailand. Mm. And, you know, you go into the temples and and there'd be people who would just be chanting, saying the same thing over again, almost like trying to win the approval of God. Mm. Um. Sorry, Joel's just counting all his $100 bills there. They sound that. a lot like coins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so they um, they would just pray to try and win the approval or win the ear of God or mm. do things to get that approval of that God. Yeah. And uh, he says, don't heap up vain words. Or, you know, the ESV says many words. So it's mm. like many pointless words. Like th- yeah. there's no benefit to that. Mm. The question then should should lead us to, and this is where then Jesus goes next, is why don't we do that? Mm. Because really every other religion that we're seeing around the world does those very same things. For sure. You know, like whether it's from Islam to Buddhism, there is a level of which both of these things are, are key practices that go on, heaping up practices and all that stuff. It's because, and it's interlaced, it's actually mentioned three times throughout from verse 5 all the way to verse 9. And then at the start of verse 9, it, it also talks about this. Mm. It's because of what Christ has done that um, he, God is our Father. Yeah. Now, we, we, can, we can very much in our day and age think of it like God being our Father in a very like, oh, cool, God's our Father. Mm. But to... In that context of, of that world, like God as Father is not a big idea. No. God as Father is maybe the source, sure, but God as a loving Father who uh, he, he sees in secret and who knows what you need before you ask it. Like So that's like a God who deeply cares about you, who's mm. sovereign and mighty and powerful and all those things that the Old Testament, you know, that they would have that understanding of God as preeminent and huge and all that kind of stuff, but he's also... He cares deeply for them. Mm. And that should change our prayer then. Big time. exactly what Jesus is getting at. Like you look at those two, how not to praise. Yeah. What's behind those is a bad view of God. Yeah. Because how he corrects them, in each case, he goes with the first one, hey, remember that your father sees in secret and will reward you. So you're not praying for the crowd outside to see the mask. But we go to our father who sees. Yeah. And then the second one he says, don't heap up empty words as if you can sort of bring this incantation to yeah. bend God's arm. And how does he revise that? Well, he says, know that your father knows. Yeah. So you have an all-seeing and all-knowing God. So see, he's building this picture of a bad understanding of who God is leads yeah. to bad prayer or wrong prayer. Yeah. A good understanding of who God is leads to right prayer. Yeah, big time. Leads to faith-filled 
and um, dependent prayers that actually seek God and trust God and yep. love God. And and that understanding should then lead us to go, well, how, who is this right God? Like, how do I see mm. this God rightly? Well, the answer is the gospel. Totally. Because it is through the gospel that we see that the mission of, because of who God is, mm. the mission of God is to reconcile us to him as he, as our father. Mm. And so we who pray to him are his children and he is our, our father who, who deeply cares and has used his power and has used all of those things to bring about this. Like, For sure. Yeah, which mm. is, I think, is really helpful. Can I just say, let's just address the extremisms that can burst from this. Mm. So like I, I've thought this way before of going, okay, so uh, it talks about these hypocrites who pray in the synagogues and the street corners. Does that now mean that I'm not supposed to pray in public places? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. it doesn't mean that. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, and why? Well, because we are called to pray publicly yep. first and foremost. Yep. Jesus did that. Jesus did that. Even the Lord's Prayer is a plural prayer. Yeah. It's our Father. It's congregational. It's congregational, right? Yeah. Look at the Psalms and things like that. Like they're often congregational. Yeah. Psalm 100 is a great example of that. Yeah. Um, then also, even just in Jesus' teaching, well, he says that um, it's not necessarily where they are doing it, but it's why they're doing it there. Yes. It's for the approval of people. Yeah. Rather than being, you know, sort of this public. Um, congregational coming before God for his glory and pursuing and seeking him. Yeah. So then the next extreme, nice, by the way, I kind of put you on the spot for that. That was, you just hear the wisdom and <laughs> knowledge is pouring out of this Maya Bino friend. So the next extreme, the next extreme <laughs> is, is to not have long prayers. Uh, mm. Or you can't have long prayers or you can't write prayers down. Because to write it down, right, that's not from your heart. It's uh, not genuine. Sure. You know, it's, it's yeah, mechanical. Yeah. yeah. So why is that not the case? Well, uh, firstly, because Matthew, um, we see examples of Jesus. So like John 17, mm. where Jesus did long prayers yeah. to pour out his heart before God. Mm. Jesus repeated himself in prayers. In fact, Jesus encourages us to mm. repeat ourselves. So there's the the um, parable of the, the woman who repeatedly goes to the poor judge. Mm. And Jesus aligns that with God and saying, God's a good judge. And so if you constantly come to him with a need, mm. he hears and he cares. Mm. So we are encouraged to repeat ourselves. We are encouraged uh, to to pray all of these things to him. And if that's long, that's absolutely okay. Mm. The nature of this prayer is that it is written down. Psalms, they're all prayers that are written down that Israel would, would pray on certain days. Mm. Church history is also full of people who would write down prayers and have those prayers repeated. The, the issue is not that these things are long repeated or written down, the issue is the heart behind it of trying to kind of like earn God yeah. and his and attention. Twist his arm. Yep. Yeah, by kind of like mechanizing. I, I hope you can see that this this whole idea of coming to God as a father is a God who is so relational. And so mm. therefore it's offensive. Like you think about any relationship. Every time I came to you, like I just repeated myself to you. <laughs> you know, like... Mm. Because I wanted you to give me what I wanted, mm. you know, like give me twelves, give me twelves. Yeah. Oh, is this 12s, a hypothetical? Twelves, really? yeah, yeah. Oh, this is sure. yeah. Okay. This is me Sorry. apologizing sure, for sure, the sure. last yeah, yeah. twenty five years. <laughs> like that, that that's not a real relationship. And the and the, the end result of the gospel and the mm. the whole working of scripture is reconciliation to a sinful. Re sorry, from 
a sinful, rebellious children mm. to a holy and righteous God. And so the benefit of the gospel is that we get God. And so mm. therefore, in relationship. Yeah. So therefore, we it's offensive to even contemplate to do anything other than that. For sure. And this is where our prayers, and we're coming back to that main point there, yep. need to be um, helped along by a right view of who God is. Yep. And so if we were to look just at the first line of yep. this model prayer in verse 9, the recipient of our prayers or who we are addressing our prayers to is our Father in heaven. Yep. Now, that's deeply rich in and of itself. Uh, mm. Should we break that down very quickly? Mm. Well, firstly, you have our. Yep. So this is a communal, congregational thing. Our, as disciples and followers of Jesus, now we have a Father who is in heaven because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Now we are brought into a new family. Yeah. So this is... Like we, we need to lift our vision just a little bit and think about the fact that in praying this prayer, we are recognizing the body of Christ that is outside of, you know, the four walls of my bedroom when I pray. Yeah. And it's outside of even the church that I gather with on a Sunday. Mm. But it's globally and historically the people of God that have a new father. Yeah. Or, the, or we have God as father, I should say. Yeah, yeah. And that's benefiting for us mm. in that it opens up our world, mm. but it also helps us to learn how to pray. Absolutely. Like I think when I, I, I preached on this, I talked about like if you want to pray, improve your prayer life, mm. look at the church throughout all history yeah, and read their prayers. Mm. Um, there's some really great books on that you can which you can get from our friends at Reformers. Piercing Heaven's one of them. Piercing Heaven's a great one. And Valley of Vision. Valley of Vision, that's the other that's one I can one. think of. It. Yeah. yeah, where they're just... Prayers on subjects and there for our all history. And as well as you can improve your prayer life by then going and praying with your church, our Father in heaven. Yeah. Being a part of a prayer meeting, yeah. gathering some friends together yeah. and learning off of one another and how you pray and praying through scripture. Mm. It's such a wonderful gift that God would say that we are a part of a community yeah. that can pray our Father. For sure. Amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. And then it's our Father in heaven. Yeah. So it's... It's not our father, you know, who gave birth to us, or it's not a father that's like us, yep. right? Gave birth to us. Well, <laughs> it's not. Uh, it, it, this is a proclamation that God is other to us, yep. yet still he is father. Yeah. I think J.I. Packer says in his book on the Sermon on the Mount, mm. or the Lord's Prayer, he says it's, it's the realization that God is my father mm. and my father is God. Yeah, that's helpful. You know, like yeah, yeah. It's, he's, he's close to me, but... He's also God. Mm. That's He is sovereign and almighty and the creator of all things. Yeah. It's almost like how my kids realize that my dad was a swimming hero. Ah, oh, they do. And that do. swimming hero is my dad. Yeah. Is that why they've got the shrine with all your old trophies that they have to kneel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kneel down to every day. Yeah. Yeah. My kids do tell, just on a side note, <laughs> my kids tell everybody that I was a swimming hero. Like really? We're near any body of water. Yeah. It's almost to the point now I might stop it. At the beginning, <laughs> I was like, yes, this is why I had children. And that's the point where they're like, my dad, did you know my dad was the best swimmer? I'm like, don't tell anyone with any credibility because yeah, I realize. Yeah. Th they'll look you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't look me up. That's great. Yeah. Sorry. Keep going. Mm. So this is that right view of God that leads mm. to a healthy, faithful prayer. Just to paint this picture. I was talking to uh, a wonderful woman in our church about just her story around prayer. Yeah. And she was talking about how in the past she would pray very 
friendly prayers to God. Yeah. Prayers of, you know, driving to work in the car, not to say that praying in the car is wrong necessarily, Mm. but um, that were very... um, Casual. Casual. Because of the loving God that she knew. Mm. The friendly God Mm. that she knew. Jesus, you are my best friend. (laughs) I was thinking you're my superhero. Different man. Um, Then as she was sort of uh, having grown in her faith and came to a knowledge of God's sovereignty and his holiness, she was then went like swung on the pendulum and went to the other side and felt fearful in praying. Yeah. Okay. So so she's gone from uh, you know really empty prayers yep. to no prayer mm. because well ultimately she had a bad view of God on both ends of the spectrum mm. and it wasn't until she came to know God the Almighty the Sovereign the Holy God as her Father mm. that stoops down to hear her every prayer mm. that her prayer life was shaped and conformed in this manner that Christ is leading us to to have. That's good. And so a right view of God should lead to, as we've been talking about you know, for the last three years on this podcast, mm. should lead to right worship and therefore right prayer. Can I ask you a question? Good luck. That was very good, by the way. Um, I think I zoned out a bit, but <laughs> no, 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 I shouldn't say that. Listen, I'm sorry. Can you pray to any other God, no. part of the Trinity? Uh, Member yeah. of the Trinity is probably a better word than every other part of the Trinity. Rather than our Father. Yeah. Um, yes, I do think so. I don't think that Jesus here is restricting yeah, that's prayer cool. to God the Father only. Yeah. Um, for example, um, I will pray, uh, Holy Spirit, cause me yeah. to walk in step with you. Yeah, that's right. Um, There's examples of Scripture, uh, in Scripture, mm. of these things. We, I think Christ is encouraging us to, uh, to do so. So I would say that most of your prayers are going to be to the Father. Hmm. Because it's the Spirit who leads us to the Father yeah. by the work of Christ. Yeah. So this is the work of the Trinity. It glorifies the Trinity for this work of reconciliation to the Father. You think about mm. Ephesians 1 where it's like, you know, yeah. bless us in every spiritual blessing in Christ. And it's it's all linking us back to being reconciled to the Father. So I, I just mm. wanted to make sure that people think, well, is this saying that we can yeah, only can pray never. to the Father? Yeah. No, but you'll see that most of your prayers mm. are going to go to the loving Father. Yeah, which we're not going to go prayer. into the doctrine of the Trinity, but yeah. like a, a healthy biblical view of the Trinity leads us to that position. Yeah. As we are all sealed by the Spirit, yeah. we pray to the Father through Christ. Yeah. Uh, there's an episode in our thing where we talk about the Trinity, right? Yeah, somewhere. Somewhere. Back go have a look at it. It's, it should be titled Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So good. Episode. It's episode. (laughs) Yeah, that one. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. Okay, so it goes. um, Now, obviously, we wanted to really harp on this first bit. We're not going to go slower for the rest of the Well, you never know. We might. But we just wanted to emphasize the relational aspect of this prayer. It's beautiful. Totally. It is. God is in his rightful position. We're in our rightful position. And so, therefore, we're not going to heap out empty words and we're not going to act hypocritically because God sees, God gives. Mm. What a good God we serve. Hallowed be your name. Yes, and so here we have, we're getting into the prayer. So um, the rest of the prayer is made up of petitions, yeah, requests, right? And it goes into two parts. In two parts. So let's deal with the first part. The first part is this. He teaches us to pray, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. 
So here we have Jesus giving us these first three petitions. They are one, hallowed be your name, two, your kingdom come, and three, your will be done. And then the modifying of what that means on earth as it is in heaven for all three. They have some 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 of Joel's Greek coming through there. Well done, sir. <laughs> um, well, not yet. <laughs> well, the modification aspect that's that's pretty okay. Greeky. Hagios theto to onomasu. Hello, be your name. All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> so we have three petitions here, yes. and these are conforming our heart to desire God's glory above all else. Yes. So this first part, if you've got your Bibles mm. and you want to write in your Bibles how we understand, this whole first section uh, is for his glory. Yeah. So ultimately, the first aspect of that, this con- this prayer that is conforming us to his will is all about for his glory. Yeah. Hallowed be your name. You notice something. He's asking that God's name will be hallowed. Mm. And so who's he asking there? You're exactly right. He's asking that God's name to God would be hallowed. Yeah. So that, again, points to the sovereignty of God. Mm. Like I hope you can see even in the bit where he says God uh, who sees everything in secret and who knows what you need before it. That gives us a picture of the God that we're praying to, right? Mm. Sees everything, knows everything, and therefore has the ability for his name to be yeah. For him to glorify his own name. Yeah. And if he doesn't glorify his own name, mm. who else is going to be glorified? For sure. This is a uh, audacious prayer in many ways because mm. we are asking God that his name would be hallowed. Now, th- that's a word that we don't use often, right? Mm. So be revered or honored as holy. Yeah. Um, so that has to start with us as the prayer. Yeah. Cause your name to be honored and revered. In my heart. Yeah. But then also, this is collective, in our hearts. Yeah. In our churches, in, in your body. Yeah. And even beyond that, because we have the modifier here, on earth as it is in heaven, in all the earth. Yeah. Would your name be honoured as holy? Yeah. Do you know what it reminds me of? Uh, there used to be this Aussie TV show called Lano and Woodley. Yeah. Do you know Lano and Woodley? Oh, I remember Lano. And, he, yeah. and uh, Woodley talks about... Um, I don't know, they're going to church or some event one day mm. and he talks about the fact that he's like, oh, do you ever do you believe in God? And he says, well, his name's Harold. He's like, what do you mean his name's Harold? And he's like, our father in heaven, Harold be your name. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> well played. Thank you. Yeah. So how are we tying that in? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we are asking God to glorify God yes. in short. And yeah. I think this is really beautiful and it's worth looking at just some other prayers in or just one other prayer in scripture even. First Thessalonians one eleven, Paul prays this. He says, To this end we always pray for you. Yep. So we being the uh, the apostles, certainly Paul initially, yep. we pray for you, you being Christians, the church in Thessalonica, that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power. Mm. so that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you. Mm. So look at that. He's praying for Christians to God that God would cause them uh, to be sanctified, Mm. to be conformed into the image of Christ. And to what end? Mm. That Christ would be glorified. So the, the prayer of need is laced in God being glorified. Yeah. That like the needs... Mm. Are shaped by the fact that 
they're wanting God to be glorified yeah. above all things. It's this decide, a, a desire for God's glory that um, supersedes every need. Yeah. Do you know what this reminds me of? In, in, in Matthew 28, and you mm. preached on it uh, recently. Um, well, you preached on it at some point. <laughs> and three and a half years ago, but you're gone. Y- yep. Yep. <laughs> and you, you were talking about something in there about how God works all things for good. Sure. And often we, we leave that in Matthew 28 and go, God works all things for good. Excellent. Sure. And we can, for those in whom he loves, right? And so, yeah. so we can look at that and go, you're looking at me going, what did I say? Yeah, well, it's in Romans 8 is why I'm What did I say? You said Matthew 28. Oh, my gosh. It's Romans 8. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and in, in Romans 8. And, um, uh, and so we just think God has good things for us. And so if anything totally. bad thing happens to us, you know, mm. we're praying... Uh, what we forget is that uh, the the modifying thing that follows after that is the good is mm. that we would be conformed to the image of the Son. Totally, yeah. And so even in this prayer, the good that we are asking of God is that we might be sanctified to bring glory to Christ. Yeah, which is the desire that his name would be hallowed, Yeah, that he would be exalted in all the earth. So God's greatest good for your life Mm. is to make you into the, the image of his son. Yeah. To, to bring you back into the alignment of what you're designed to be. Like, let that just sink <laughs> in for a second. <laughs> That's second. confronting. That's very confronting. So let me apply that to something. Yeah. Because um, if you, let's say you are suffering at the moment. Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> you have to work in a room with me. Yeah, today, yeah. in the hot box. Yeah. You are, uh, say you are suffering, yeah, whether sure. it be with illness or... Physically, family. family, whatever it is. Yeah. Often our prayer is similar to that of Paul's in Second Corinthians with the thorn in the flesh. And we pray, Lord, take it away. Yeah. We rarely pray, Lord, use it for your glory. Yeah. Because Paul prays, take it away. And God says, no, my grace is sufficient for you. Yeah. And some of us need to conform our prayers first to the desire that God would be glorified in every situation yep. and that through all suffering he would be glorified. So maybe our prayers need to rather be, Lord, would you use this that I may glorify you yep. in, w- in whatever I'm facing? May you use this as a tool to connect with those who are suffering in the same way yep. or whatever it is. Yep. Will right? you conform me in it? Yeah, that, that's a desire for God's glory above all else. Yeah, that's That right. his name would be hallowed and honoured. That's a tough prayer. I mean, uh, we, we say that. It's tough. It's like, a t- Oh, yeah, when, it doesn't. When it's all going down, it's really hard to say, all right, God, leave me in it as long as <laughs> you need me to be in it. For sure. Like, that, to purify me. That That's confronting. Yeah, that's confronting. And we don't, you know, we don't say that lightly. No. Oh, yeah. We, we don't minimise the, the uh, realness yeah. of suffering. Big time. But we magnify the love of our father in that yeah, and his grander good purpose Big that time. we might be conformed into the image of Christ. Yeah. It's better. It's far better. It's far better. So it's, it's, you could almost say that hallowed be, be your name is a statement of worship as well. As well. Yes. Yeah. As well as being a request. It's yep. absolutely a statement of worship. Yeah. So then he move. we move on. Yeah. Can we move on. Is that right? Yeah. So the next two sit under that one. Yep. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Yep. Uh, and so this is uh, uh, like a, an allegiance thing. Yeah. We're, we're saying you are king. Yep. Bring your kingdom. Yep. <laughs> and and we know that the kingdom is now and it's not yet. Mm-hmm. It's now as Christ is ruling and reigning as king. Yep. But it's not fully 
uh, come about yet. Manifest. It's not fully manifest for us, absolutely. Yep. So we are praying in both senses. We are praying, may your kingdom come now. Yep. May your rule in people's hearts be uh, manifest in my life first, yep. in, the, in the lives of my church, and then in the lives of people in the world. And we are praying for that future day when the kingdom comes, yeah. when Christ returns and uh, all things that are wrong are made right. Yeah, that's right. I think to understand that statement, your kingdom come, is helpful to read what follows after it says, your will be done. Yeah. And off that, what that, that line of your will be done is not, it, it is that may I live in obedience to the way of your kingdom. Mm. Like often sure. we think of your will be done, it's almost like a statement of like, God, what is your will for my life? Mm. But this is actually a statement of going, may I live in obedience to your revealed will to me? Yeah. May I gladly and promptly submit to your will? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and they're confronting. All of these are confronting. Yeah. Because we're praying, God, would your name be hallowed yep. and mine not? Yeah. Lord, would your kingdom come and would my kingdom crumble? Yeah. And Lord, would your will be done as I submit my own? Yeah. That's personally confronting. Well, that's what Jesus says, take up my cross and follow me. Like really, essentially yeah. what we're praying is, is Lord, can I t- help me to take up the cross? As in help me to die <laughs> yeah. so that you live. Absolutely. Like, yeah. and, and really the Christian life is a day of, uh, is a life of every day dying to, to yourself. Saying like yeah. Joel Loman dies so that Christ may live within me. Mm. That's confronting. Yeah. Like you think about that, like it's easy to say. You think about the ramifications. Of, May I raise my children mm. in the way of Christ? So I'm raising my children for the day where they stand before Christ. Yeah. Not so that they can be the best business person in the world. Not so that they might please me on the sporting field. Not any of those things. Mm. They're they're secondary to God's will for their life is that they might be reconciled and live for His glory. Amen. Like in your workplace, like the ramifications of that is is. It's excellent. <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's huge. Yeah. And this is how I made this point. It, it, like these are big prayers. Big. Like these are world-changing prayers. Yeah, yeah. True. And uh, it Jesus here is showing us the desire yep. that we are to have as we come to our Father. Yep. Um, and so would we challenge? I wonder if we were just to look at our prayer life, if, if this would be the position of our prayers. Yeah. Are you going here first? Yeah. Yeah, and is that the desire of all your other prayers? Yeah. Is that the desire of your, like, we'll have a break and we'll come back to the, the daily bread, the forgiveness and the and the temptation from evil. Like, is the desire in asking those things, in asking things of God, is your desire that through them God would be glorified, mm. that his kingdom would come in your life and that his will would be done? Yeah. That is a... Uh yeah, that's huge. Like I, I feel the weight of that now. Even yeah. in discussing it, mm. convicted, sobering, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Let's uh, after a break. Let's go back. Mm. Let's go and have a look at verse eleven onwards. Hey, we've got a uh, um, a sponsor. We have a new sponsor. Yeah, it's about time that someone's jumped into sponsor. I was considering like our massive audience. So yeah, the yeah. interesting thing about this new sponsor, right? Can I just say we met with them mm. and they just they walked in the room. Mm. Didn't even look at me. <laughs> they looked directly at you, which is really interesting. It is and said, weird. and they just threw money at us. Yeah, this is your audience will get this. Yeah. Today's podcast is brought to you by Paley's Sun Protection. 
Do you have skin so pale that in the wrong light, people can sometimes see straight through you? If you hunch over, do you look more like Gollum than a fully formed human male? And does the approaching UV ratings of the summer season send shivers down your albino skin-clad spine? Well, finally, there is a sunscreen that actually works for you. No longer will you slip, slop, slap and return from seven minutes outside on an overcast day to resemble something of a bony, disformed tomato. Paley Sun Protector keeps the sun off your fair skin from head to toe and lasts for as long as you need it to. Call us today and for the one-off price of $69.70, we will send you one of our second-hand beekeeping suits. Shine bright, Paley's. Don't shine red. Brilliant. So the second half of this prayer yes. is this. Give us this day our daily bread yep. and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Good. So it goes from uh, like a prayer of submission to then a petition and quite forward. Mm. Like you're going to the loving father, give us. Mm. Know, yeah. Like that can that can... It's quite jarring, really, in, in line of everything else that's been said. Mm, give to me. Give to me. Yeah. Yep. What does he say? Give us this day our daily bread. I love this part. I've been thinking about this part since we started studying. Mm. been thinking about this part of give us this day our daily bread. Well, go. Rant away, sir. Well, what I love about it is you're going to the, to the Father mm. and asking for what you need today. Yeah. So daily bread, right? is we are going to him saying, will you give us the grace mm. for today? Yeah. And what I love about this is it's so relational in nature. Mm. I think about myself. I would – I think about myself too much. But um, I would go, if I could, uh, many a time, God, give me, the gra- give me grace for the next month. Yeah. Give me everything that I need to get through those days for the next month. Mm. And uh, – and then there'd be no relationship that you know that, that treats God as someone who gives you exactly what you need so you can get the job done forever, so you forever. can be independent. Yeah, yeah. But daily, what this also is is good news. Like uh, you could read a story of like my, my wife Charlotte and I are just absolutely just like frothing all things around Elizabeth Elliot and all that kind of stuff. The most she's such a great writer, mm. and the story around her. And her husband and those four other missionaries who were speared to death by the Wirani people was like an astounding story, right? Mm. And you can look at a story of a, of a martyr and be like, I could never do that. Mm. Like, how? Well, that's true because you haven't been graced for that today. Mm. Now, when you get to that position and, and God has worked you to that, then absolutely you will have the grace to do that that day. But often we look at those things and go, I'm not graced for that. Mm. Well, no, not today. Of course not. We're just asking God for today. We're not asking for God two years down the track for something. Yeah. It's it's what he has for you today. For sure. Which I suppose even in, in all of these three petitions, Jesus here is to- teaching us that we need to be completely dependent upon God in prayer. And that's what this, starts, this first one starts with. Give us today our daily bread. Yeah. Give us so. What is bread here? You you've said grace, which is certainly true, but bread is also like bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like yeah. it's also f- um, what we require yep. to live. 
Sure. To live for what? To live for God's glory, that his name would be hallowed, his kingdom come, and his will would be done. Yep. So this is a prayer that recognizes our complete complete dependence upon God for our physical needs. Yep. But then also our spiritual needs, yep. because man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Mm. And so we need the spiritual and physical sustenance that we require for today from God. Yeah. As you said, for firstly, this isn't a prayer, Lord, give me today my daily cake Hmm. or my daily feast. Yeah, yeah. This is what we require, not necessarily what we desire, Mm. as in in, in our flesh. Yep. Um, And then secondly, it's for today, as you said, it's not, Lord, give me today the bread I need until I retire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. so I can store it up and then I can be independent and steward it how I want. Yeah. It's no, I'm relying upon you, God. Yeah, that's right. For the needs that I have today. Yep. Yeah, that's right. It uh, is, is taking us back up to the Father who knows what we need. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, and, and that is an acknowledgement of God knows what you need. Mm. And so therefore, ask him knowing he cares and he knows. Now, that's not, that is also, let's be aware of extremism, that is also not saying that God doesn't give you good gifts. No. You know, like, yeah. it's not bread and just bread. No. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's not that uh, you can't expect God to give you something that you might desire. Mm. You know, God is a loving father who yeah. knows what you need. Mm. And knowing what you need is not just the bare essentials. A loving father is a generous father mm. who cares. Mm. And so uh, we need to be careful that we don't go too, too scant a view of Christianity. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Um, anything else you want to say on this? Nope. Actually, one more thing. <sighs> like, So in this prayer is this idea of, Lord, give us today, give me today, Lord, the grace I need to parent. Yep. The patience that I need to deal with my coworker across <laughs> the desk from me. Lord, g- give me what I require to be loving and kind and generous today mm. for your glory. You know, so often we have this future approach to life that we are, we become so concerned with what's happening tomorrow that yeah. it consumes our today. Mm. And so today becomes so burdened with worry or anxiety because we live we're living in tomorrow. Yep. Even though our bodies are today. Yeah, yeah. And it makes today terribly difficult. Yeah. And Jesus, you know, just after the Lord's Prayer teaches on anxiety, you can go read it for yourself from verse twenty five to thirty four of, of chapter six. But he says right at the end of this, he says, Do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient is today uh, if is the day with its own trouble. Yep. In other words, ask God for the bread yeah. to glorify him today yep. and do the same tomorrow yeah. when you get to it. Yeah. <laughs> because we can become so focused on the project that's due tomorrow, the relationship conversation we have to have tomorrow, yep. the how our kids are going to turn out <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow. Yep. that we don't actually rely upon God for today. Yep. Or even prepare for that tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So so this is, at its heart, yep. calling us to recognize our deep dependence upon God for our daily provision. It's a prayer of Sabbath. 
Yeah. It's a prayer of rest. Mm. It's stop rushing. Yeah. Go to the God who is our provider. Amen. Who cares for us. Yeah. It's very beautiful. All right, so the second petition that relates to ourself, Jesus teaches us to be deeply dependent on, on God for our daily pardon. Mm. He says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Mm. Forgive us our debts. Yeah. This teaches us something about sin, first of all, right? Mm. Yeah. And the nature of sin that because of our unbelief and our rebelling against God and therefore the resulting sins that come from that, we have created a, a long sheet of debts yeah. against a holy God that we cannot pay back. Mm. So we have something that this teaches us something about the nature of sin, mm. which as a result teaches us something about the nature of grace. Yeah, yeah. Because Christ, in nailing our debts to the cross, as Colossians 2 says, has cancelled our debt, has mm. cancelled the debts of our sin and so that now we might be reconciled to God and therefore pray to him as Father. That's right. Our debt is to God, not to Satan. Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah. Or to the rest of humanity. Mm. Like David in Psalm 51, it says, against you and you alone have I sinned. Mm. Have mercy on me, O God. So we need to realize that our sin is against, is ultimately against God. Yeah. So there are, we're in debt because of that. For so sure. therefore we need to go to that God mm. for that debt. Now the question that might arise. First. Yeah, first. Yeah. We still need to be reconciled to our brother. That's right. As we'll see in the next line. Yeah. Um, Don't spoil the ending. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but the question that may arise here yeah. is if Christ has nailed our debts to the cross mm. and we have been forgiven, mm. if we are in Christ, united with him and sealed mm. by the Spirit, why do we come to him and ask for forgiveness? Mm. Why, why is this line in the prayer, forgive us our debts, but I know I've been forgiven? Mm. Well, the answer to that is, again, comes back to a knowledge of who our God is. Mm. We here aren't praying to God the judge yep. alone. God is judge, mm. and he has cancelled our debts, and he has proclaimed that we are righteous in Christ. Yep. But we're not coming to him as judge. Jesus says, pray to your Father That's right. who is in heaven. Our Father whom, because of his grace in Christ, who has cancelled our debts, yep. now we want to live in such a manner that is pleasing to him. We want to live in such a way that each day, each thought, each um, action and word and relationship glorifies him and we know that we aren't doing that in a holy manner Yeah, all the time. That's right. And so we come to our Father who adores to show mercy mm -hmm. to his children. And so we come seeking forgiveness for our debts, knowing and enjoying the fact that he desires to lavish his love upon us. Yeah. Again, it's bringing us back to this relational. Because mm. if God is just a judge, you can keep him. As I've been dealt with. I leave that judge in the courtroom. Totally, yeah. But if it's a father, you go home with that father. Absolutely. And so then, therefore, every day in our sinful and brokenness, mm. again, this pushes against the, the horrible notion of perfectionism. Yeah. You know, like there's that theology of like, if you, you know, have a... Been a second baptism in the spirit, you can be perfect. Mm. I don't sin anymore. That that's a wrong view of sin, <laughs> yeah, and a wrong view of God the Father mm. and His work in our life. We, we continually are still sinning, mm. but God is continually pouring our grace towards us. Totally, yeah. And, and 
and so we need to seek that grace and rely upon that grace. Yeah. And call upon God's faithfulness in mm. forgiving us. Mm. So then the next line that goes along with this, when you break this down, and forgive us our debts. Yep. As we have forgiven our debtors. Yep. So those who've been forgiven much, forgive much. Yeah. That that uh, we cannot... This is, this is not saying... Um, as we sorry says as we also have forgiven our debtors, mm. it is not saying that uh, because we have forgiven our debtors, you forgive our debts. Mm. Now those ideas are heavily linked because those who have been given that our debts have been forgiven, yeah. we therefore are quick to forget our debtors. It's a it's an identifying statement. I, I do this because of who I am. Yeah. I forgive because I am forgiven. Mm. But it's not I am forgiven because I forgive. Yeah. And, and and often it can be construed that way through reading this on for sure. But that's not what he is saying here. Yeah. Think about like the relational side of this. Like yeah. if you're going to your father and asking forgiveness, assuming upon his grace, yep. but then unwilling to forgive your brother who sinned against you. Mm. That makes no sense. Makes no like, sense. God, forgive me for wronging you mm. whilst, meanwhile, like being bitter or resentful mm. against our brother. It, it, what um, what pride that would be mm. to presume a God, upon God's grace when we aren't willing to reciprocate it for the one who's wronged us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. It is a, a revealing of our heart position and not wanting to say your will be done. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. And finally, yes. And Jesus teaches us with this final petition concerning ourselves, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hold on, what now? Are you saying that that God tempts us? <laughs> no. Oh. I'm not, Luke. Thank you. <laughs> Nor is Christ. Here Jesus is teaching us um that we need to be completely dependent on God for our daily protection. Yeah. Um he says, lead us not into temptation. We know, as James teaches us, that God does not tempt us. Mm. But, so so the petition here is, let us not be led into temptation or lead us not into temptation. Mm. Um, and, or but, deliver us from evil. Mm. So here we have two lines that um, say differently the same thing. We are asking that God would protect us yep. and allow us to not be led into the ever present temptations that swirl around us whether it be from our flesh yeah um as in our evil um sinful nature or it be in the temptations that preside within our world and around us yeah and so here we are we are recognizing our desperate weakness yeah that's right we are recognizing that i actually need god i need the spirit yeah to sanctify me and as david prayed lead me down paths of righteousness yep left to my own devices i am stumbling into sin and yeah. temptation again and again and again yeah and so here we are saying that, you know a, a, apart from god's sanctifying and sustaining grace i am in a disastrous place yeah that's right i'm mm. dead in my sins there's no no chance for me mm. again what we're praying is your will be done in my life. Yeah. Often we walk down the road of temptation. Yeah. Many a time. Mm. And we get to the end of it and we're like in the deep throes of temptation. We're like, Lord, save me. Mm. When really what we should be doing is praying the prayer of God, I don't even want to walk down that road. Yeah. So 
empower me by your spirit so that I'm not handed over to evil mm. by my desires. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and so in recognizing that, like this is a high view of sin. Like this is a high view of sin, sin too. Like this seems to be like a daily prayer, right? Yep. To daily be asking God in advance to not allow us to be led from temptation and mm. to deliver us from the evil one Yep. Uh, or from evil in the ESV. I think this is sort of throwing us back to Matthew 4 where Jesus is tempted by the evil one, by the devil. Yep. And Jesus is tempted with power, with pride and, and with prosperity or with possession. Yep. Yeah. Right? And... And so there's a little helpful tool there for us to recognize mm. often how the form that temptations come. Yeah. But here we're, we're praying that all sin is so debaucherous before God, before my Father who has loved me and saved me, yeah. that I don't even want to go near that. Mm. So, Lord, in advance, would you protect me? Yep. Would you lead me in a different direction? Let me just follow after you, God. Mm. Yeah. It's it's a it's a negative way of saying of Lord, let me just uh, lead me on the paths of righteousness. Yeah, as Psalm twenty three. Yeah, he says of like Lord, let me just follow after what you want to do, mm. rather than the way of evil. Yeah, yeah, because we often have a low view of this the regular sins that come today. Yeah, like we have a high view of the big sins of tomorrow. Yeah, so we 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 think like Lord, don't lead me to you know, cheat on my spouse or or, yep. or lie to my boss or steal from whatever. Yeah. But we rarely pray, Lord, may you conform the meditations of my heart mm. today. Lord, may you cause the words of my mouth to be uplifting and not corrupting. Yeah. Lord, would you cause me to walk down those paths of righteousness in everything that I do today? Mm-hmm. You know, rather than and having a high view of that sin, yeah, just as much as we do of the quote unquote big sins, yeah, yeah, so true, yeah, it's, it's like what I was saying about we walk down that path. Mm. No, no one, you know, ends up stealing. You know, like they don't surprise, like they're not so, like, oh, how did I get here? You know, like <laughs> yeah, it's sure. the, it's the accumulation of sin that over time that gets to that point of view. Totally it starts yeah. with the mind and then moves on from there. And so therefore what we're saying is, Lord, rule in my life so that I don't end up anywhere near that. Mm. Amen. Amen. There we have it. There we have it. That's a very quick breeze through of the Lord's Prayer. (laughs) At the end of the day, our prayer is that your prayers would be shaped and conformed Mm. to how Jesus teaches us to pray as his disciples. Would you seek to know your Father intimately? And I let your prayers be shaped by your biblical, faithful knowledge of him. Mm. Would, your, would your desires then in your prayers be for his glory, that his kingdom would come and his will would be done? And then would you recognize your deep and desperate dependence upon him for all that you require today? Yeah. Your provision, your pardon, and your protection from sin and evil. Very good. We love you, folks. Mm. Have an exceptional one. We'll be back next week with your normal podcasting servery (laughs) on whichever channel you find us. Otherwise, we'll speak to you then.
Okay, bye for now.